0: Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. We're doing something a little different today. Normally, we put up a daily show, but we figured today, hey, let's give it a shot. Let's go live during the middle of the day, see how this works out. We'll kind of go through our regular program. But, you know, it's one of those end of year type of things where, yes, I have work to do, plenty of work to do, but I don't know. Maybe it's just end of year putting stuff off. So I thought, hey, let's go live. Frank, the hardest working man in show business, working behind the camera, said, let's do it. Let's see how it works out. So here we are. And um, obviously, today is uh, December 28th. The new year is almost here. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and uh, obviously uh, a happy new year to all of you i hope you all have uh, all of your wildest dreams come true and so today like i said we're going to try something a little different we're going to talk about uh, obviously the gypsy rose blanchard released from custody 10 year sentence she did about 7 that's that's about right you know crime of violence going to serve 75 80% but you get the good time calculation you know, does she even really deserve to go to prison? I mean, she did ask her then boyfriend to kill her mother. Uh, generally, that's something that, uh, you don't go around asking people to do, not something you take, uh, take lightly. So we'll talk about that. Um, Ruby Frankie's, uh, business partner, uh, Jody Hildebrandt, pled guilty. She's going to prison. Kind of a, uh, woman's day on the docket and then obviously the uh home where the murder of the four idaho college students where brian Koberger is accused of killing all four of those individuals well that house has been demolished so we'll talk about that and a lot more and we're also going to uh, take your calls as well so if you'd like to do that we'll certainly uh, look for the chats we'll try to uh, get everybody in there as we can. Um, Now, like I said, we don't uh, beg for super chats, but if you're a member, like it looks like eight, four, three, Amy's been a member for 31 months. Thank you. Happy 2024. And you know why I saw that comment. She's a member and it shows up green in my flow of uh, comments and questions here. So thank you. eight forty three Amy. We appreciate that. It certainly makes it a little easier uh, to uh, see those comments. And like I said, you can also uh, call in, and I guess I should have this uh, uh, phone number memorized by now. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, 725-228-TALK, 725-228-8255. So feel free to uh, give us a call. Uh, That'd be great. You know, what are your plans for the New Year's? But How about the Gypsy Rose Blanchard case? I mean, obviously, this young woman, um, I think she's 30 now, 32, I guess, 32, got 10 years back in uh, July of 2016 for having her then boyfriend uh, kill her mother, uh, Claudine D.D. Blanchard. And what's the gist? I mean, obviously the boyfriend who did it got life in prison, and he's not going anywhere, but she only got 10 years. Like what was the big deal for her as to why she got 10 years for basically conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, right? When you ask somebody to go harm somebody like that, that's a conspiracy, right? An agreement between two or more people to commit an illegal act. And whoever commits the act, that overt act, uh, in furtherance of that conspiracy, well, guess what? Everybody in that conspiracy is guilty, just like they, you know, stabbed somebody um, or pulled the trigger. Uh, in this case, it was stabbing the mom. But uh, that's, you know, so for her to get 10 years and the guy that she asked to go do it gets life, What were the circumstances? What were the mitigating factors in this particular case? Well, as it relates to uh, uh, Gypsy Rose, it turned out that her mom was basically fabricating all kinds of medical issues, and it's literally something out of a lifetime story where a gypsy was the victim of munchausen by proxy syndrome where it's a form of abuse where the guardian will exaggerate or actually induces illness for the, of the child to get sympathy for themselves and obviously that's very odd and uh, so gypsy's mom didi had convinced everyone That that uh, Gypsy was terminally ill, uh, with the mind of a seven-year-old who suffered from muscular dystrophy, leukemia, and a slew of other ailments. And you know, Gypsy would apparently tell people like I I I don't feel bad. I um (laughs) I I'm okay. And um, needless to say, her mom would uh, intervene, so to speak, and take control and let everybody know what was uh, going on. And, um, you know, obviously mitigating factors. Now, this was after DD was killed that they started to figure out that this little kid who's basically, you know, had tubes and stuff stuck down her throat and basically, you know, hospital, she's suffering. she's She's fine. And you can take a look at her now. She's, like I said, 32. And she looks normal. Obviously, never treated. Uh, <laughs> didn't didn't die of cancer. Didn't didn't have leukemia. Um, so, like I said, she's getting out. Ten year deal. Ten year deal is pretty darn good for a conspiracy type case. You'd have to have some very good uh, mitigation. Clearly, this is good mitigation. But I mean, she basically convinced her boyfriend to go kill her mom some could say that that is something that is going to uh you know that you probably deserved a life in um uh life in prison like i said like like her boyfriend did so 10 years pretty good deal even you know with some pretty good mitigation but you convince somebody, you ruin somebody else's life, uh, her boyfriend's life at the time. And so, uh, you know, what What can you do? Uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce her, her, her boyfriend's name. Last name is uh, Gojon, Go D, G O D E J O H N. Go to John, Gojon. I don't know. It really doesn't matter. He's in prison uh, for the rest of his life because uh, he went to trial and was convicted of first degree murder. And uh, we brought this story up uh, yesterday, old Gypsy Rose, Gypsy Rose. What would a prison sentence be these days on a high profile case where you don't get a movie deal out of it? Right? So on January 5th, Apparently, Lifetime is going to do a docu-series titled The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So go to your Lifetime channel uh, January 5th, and uh, she's going to be talking about uh, her journey, her journey uh, that she's gone through. Now, she apparently doesn't believe that what she did was wrong. Well, she believes it's wrong. She just thinks that, it was maybe a little too much time, but she's not happy about what she did because, you know, she killed her mom. But, uh, you know, apparently the rest of her family is still uh, standing with her and apparently will be reunited. And like I said, <laughs> usually when people get incarcerated, you know, they, they go off and they do their time. Not Gypsy Rose. She managed to get herself a new husband, a school teacher down in Louisiana. So we'll see whether the Missouri uh, parole board will let her uh, uh, transfer her parole to uh, Louisiana under the interstate compact uh, so that uh, they can, uh, you know, be together. I mean, wouldn't you just think, wouldn't you just wonder maybe she's learned her lesson. She seems like a nice young lady from what I've uh, researched about. And I remember this case going on as long before uh, we had our YouTube channel, but you know, I'm sure she's learned she's been incarcerated. It's going to take her some time to adjust. She obviously went through a lot. You know, this is truly a case where you could say as a criminal defense attorney, look at this mitigation, look at what this mother did to this child. I mean, it's basically abuse. It's total abuse. And, um, you know, it's, uh, It's it's uh, the type of situation had mom been discovered, she probably would have gone to prison and she probably would have got more than 10 years. So the prosecutors in this case obviously cut her a very, very good deal. So good for her. And hopefully she never goes back to prison. Hopefully she uh, completes her uh, parole and um, basically gets her life on track. Wish her well. Uh, who who wouldn't? I mean, obviously she's been through a lot. She's much older now, but the reality of it is, is you can't go around asking people to kill you. You need to go to the police. You need to go to family, somebody that will report it. So there is your free legal advice for today. That you don't go around doing that. If you're being abused, you need to don't don't you know. Don't go harming anybody. Don't have somebody. Don't go hire somebody. Don't ask somebody to do physical harm to somebody else. You need to go and report it to the police. Um, You know, and as Katie notes here in the uh, comments, you know, in this case, the doctors suspected there was nothing wrong with the girl that they suspected the Munchausen by proxy, but they never really spoke up about it, which is kind of odd to me. I mean, take a look at her mom. Um, I I just, uh, I I don't, how could she be so convincing to the doctors that she convinced medical doctors who are looking at the data, the blood results, hey, does she have cancer? Does she not have cancer? Does she have leukemia? Is she dying? To put her through all this medical treatment um, only to... Um, what's what sort of, you know, not be sick, but yet she was able to convince the doctors. Um, that's just crazy to me. But hey, one thing I've learned and figured out in my um, lifetime <laughs> as I get older and been doing criminal defense for a long time, nothing surprises me anymore, ladies and gentlemen. And sometimes the most crazy, the most bizarre stories that you will come in contact with are oftentimes true. You've heard the statement that, um, you know, reality is a stranger than fiction. Uh, because it is. You can't make this stuff up. I remember as a kid, you know, you watching all these stories about like, you know, what's now considered true crime or you hear about this stuff because, you know, interest me, I want to be a lawyer, all that good stuff. And, you are know, like, oh, these are crazy stories. They must, these writers are so creative. They came up with all this stuff. Like, are you kidding me? It's stuff that you see in everyday life. It's all those true crime things on TV. They're not, you know, they always say the names have been changed to, you know, protect the innocent and uh, expose the guilty kind of deal. That is because they, um, it's real life stories. And um, they're always crazy. I mean, it's always crazy, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's the <laughs> just the way the facts laid out, the defense that somebody's coming up with, the, the theory, no matter how bizarre it may be, it's often life is stranger than fiction. That's for sure. And, you know, you hear about the Munchausen by proxy syndrome. I mean, I've never run into that personally myself. Uh, But clearly this is a case where it was. And, you know, you're basically, I mean, Didi was abusing her child. I mean, putting her through all these various treatments and shoving tubes and hoses and surgery. How is that not abuse? And I'm not saying she deserved to die for it, but you would think that somebody would have stepped up. I mean, like, where were the doctors? Um, somebody is we did our story yesterday about uh Gypsy's case. Was they, um, you know, how could she be making money on, off of this? Well, some states have slayer statutes where you cannot make money uh, for various victims, but you can get around that. Uh, we're seeing that in the uh, uh Gilgo Beach case where uh Hewerman's wife is uh, doing a deal now, she's not subject to the slayer statute, but. She's providing, you know, background information, providing access to, you know, her photographs throughout the years. There's a way, ways around that, uh, that you, you can do. So it's, um, rather interesting and I'll be curious to see if, um, I'll be curious to see if old gypsy here actually makes some real money on this stuff, which I mean, she was a victim, right? She served her time. She should be done with it. Don't you think? Or do you think she should be forever shamed? She will probably make probably have a speaking gig. If uh, gypsy would like to come on, on crime talk and explain it, we would certainly love to hear her story. I, you know, she's probably has some exclusive, exclusive vid tee rights uh, that she's uh, got with uh, the lifetime channel but the reality of it is is hey if she wants to come tell her story I mean it obviously got so bad. How bad would it have to get for you to say I need to go have somebody do some terrible thing to somebody right you're a young young adult you know you feel fine. But yet, mom keeps saying you're sick, maybe even making you sick. What the heck is going on, right? And uh, to say, this is the only way that I'm ever going to be able to escape this. Like I said, now, I, 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 you have lots of, you know, um, excuses. One of the um, or lots, defenses. One of the defenses to any type of crime is, is uh, duress, right, where basically somebody's Pointing a gun to your head and saying, you need to go do this or I will harm you or I will go harm your family member. But usually it doesn't work because there's usually that break in time where somebody can go to the police. And basically when that threat is gone, you have to immediately go to the police. And this was, you know, obviously she did not have a defense. She had mitigation. She was guilty of conspiracy to commit murder. Let's let's just be completely frank. She would have been found guilty had she gone to trial of conspiracy to commit murder because she asked her boyfriend to go get rid of her mom. And he said he would do anything he he could do to protect her. And that was a conspiracy. An agreement to commit, an agreement between two or more people to... Commit an illegal act. They agree. So she didn't have a defense. She had mitigation. Mitigation is anything that would reduce the penalty of the defendant in some way. And that's what mitigation is, right? That's what most attorneys do most of their time with is saying, hey, I know, I I get it. My client's guilty of this murder. But there's some mitigating circumstances here. In this particular case, Gypsy just happened to be the victim of Munchausen by proxy syndrome. She was abused from a young age. She didn't have the resources, the skills to go to somebody. This is her mom. She kept telling people she was fine, but everybody kept going along with mom. So she felt this hopelessness. Well, it got through to the prosecutors in this case and they showed her some mercy and said well we can't have people going around killing people so there's got to be a plea and there's got to be a way to get out and i'm sure her attorneys went to gypsy and said hey here's the deal there is light at the end of the tunnel or a big dark hole okay a black hole this is your opportunity to get out on a 10-year sentence you're going to serve seven to eight years that's a long time don't get me wrong Seven to eight years, think about all the things that you've done over the last seven to eight years, how much you've changed, how much you've grown. But you can't go around killing people. But you had an opportunity to get out. And I assure you, if I was Gypsy's attorney and that offer was presented to my client, I would tell them to take that deal right now. And I can tell you from experience, I've had situations where clients have had a very similar situation, just like this, facing potentially much more severe trial uh, uh, charges. And if they go to trial, they're going to get life without parole. And they've had a sweetheart deal, 10, 12 years. And some of them are like, I'll take it. Right. Had a, had a, had a case years ago where literally three people go into an alley and only two come out. Something happened in there. Right. Got a very good disposition. I think it was like six years done out of here. Take it. Had another situation where a guy go to trial and guess what? Jury says, yeah, not first degree murder, but we're going to find you guilty of second. Ooh, well, that 48, that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks when you had like less than 10 on the table. So it is a gamble. So two Gypsy's attorneys, they did a good job for her. They really, really did a good job for her. She gets out. She has light at the end of the tunnel. She now has a husband. She's going to be able to go start a life. Who knows? Maybe go have kids herself. Probably make a fortune on the speaking tour. I mean, can you imagine the adversity that I overcame? I had to go to prison for killing my mom, but look at me. I'm a success now. And she's probably going to ink a, you know, TV deal. She's going to get something out of it. Vicky here says a gypsy never deserved to be in prison for 10 years. Um, uh, maybe three, uh, but definitely not 10. It was self-defense 100% her mom was trying to kill her and would have achieved this eventually. I mean, Vicki, I I, I get it. I mean it's somebody is making you ill no matter what you do. Um, is it but it has to be imminent, right to, to have a true claim of self-defense, In most jurisdictions, the person charged has to be able to say, I felt that I was in fear of death or serious bodily injury. Obviously, we all know what death is, serious bodily injury. Usually, uh, you think they're going to come break a bone on you, fracture a bone on you, uh, some sort of permanent disfigurement, either a loss or some sort of extended impairment of an organ, an eye, something along those lines. Basically, they're going to put a can of you-know-what on you, right? And so that's where that comes from. Was this imminent? Because she had picked up the phone. She has gone to the doctors and said, Hey, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I feel great. Other than you all sticking tubes down my throat and feeding me through feeding tubes and mom doing this and that. So... Uh, Yeah. All right, Frank. You say we have a call? Yeah, we'll have a call. All right. Who do we have on the line? All right. No name, but you're on. Hello? Zelda, Zelda?
1: Zelda, Zelda. Who is it? Zelda,
0: Zelda. Zelda, Zelda. All right. How are you today? Zelda, Zelda. (laughs) Zelda.
1: I'm over the the edge of boring Oregon. It's cold here.
0: Uh, I hate the cold. I
1: have followed the yeah i I want to go to las vegas and go swimming in the sunshine um i followed this case from day one because we adopted a girl from an orphanage when she was four years old she had classic classic case of munchausen by proxy her kids were always sick uh and then she was videotaping them having Seizures, and then she posted. They didn't have a seizure, and I finally, yeah, I called the doctor. She was arrested for filing five different false charges of rape on different men. Wow, this girl was dangerous.
0: Had some issues. She's dangerous. Yeah,
1: yeah, and we we sent her to. uh, Christian school, we did everything we could for this girl. She stole money out of our banking account, savings account, thinking that we wouldn't uh, notice. <laughs> yeah, she she transferred ten thousand dollars from one of our accounts into her account when she worked at the bank. But uh, Wow. Anyway, I yeah, I call, I finally called her doctor. I kept telling her to quit. Posting pictures of your children on Facebook having seizures. Or saying that they have this, that, or this. They were 10 and 12 years old at the time. I said, this is going to ruin their life. It's going to come back on them when they get older. Yeah. And so I called the doctor and I talked to the doctor just a few minutes, and she says, I agree with you. And I know you're, because of HIPAA laws and stuff like that, you're not supposed to really discuss yeah. a patient's faith. But this doctor was interested because it had gone on for years. And uh, she said her daughter had anaphylactic shock over this, that, the other, and I'm just going, oh, my gosh. And it just got worse and worse over the years. And so we finally had to cut ties with her.
0: Yeah, but, uh, so and you, but well, you adopted the child from her, from that woman, is that right?
1: We adopted her.
0: We adopted oh, you adopted her. her. And girl. Oh, yeah. I see. She was okay.
1: four. Yeah, four, and it was a very big case in Tacati, Mexico, where the kids were being abused, and okay. my husband and I broke open the case. It was on Geraldo Rivera, and and. Uh, Channel Thirty Nine with Jody Hammond. They they told how we had cracked the case open
2: wow. in uh,
1: human trafficking. It was a Bertha Holt orphanage. Wow. And we met Bertha. Yeah, she just cried her eyes out when she learned that what had happened to one of her orphanages turned into a nightmare. Yeah.
0: So what so about we Gypsy, left
1: San Diego?
0: So what yeah. about Gypsy? Do you Hi. think so? So you you don't think uh, Gypsy should have got any prison time?
1: I used to be a deputy sheriff. Let me tell you, she deserves going to prison. You have okay. to punish her. There has to be some consequences for her behavior.
0: Sure. Like anything I in life. I feel
1: sorry for her. I feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for me because I got hit by a drunk driver.
0: Well, I'm sorry um, to hear that.
1: But, yeah, but she did wrong. Uh, she was raised by a monster and i like the fact that they contemplating flushing didi's Dee ashes down the toilet at the truck stop did you hear about that one
0: i did not hear about that <laughs> That's, yeah uh... the
1: father was talking yeah the father was talking about that because didi Dee Dee had poisoned his wife which would be his her stepmother okay and she had suffered neurological yeah google that she suffered neurological problems because of the poisoning that she
2: okay. And
1: so when, yeah, they said, well, they're going to flush her, her ashes down the toilet. Wow. That's what the I'll have to look said. into that. Yeah I, heard the, yeah. I heard the father say that. I thought, well, I have to agree with him, but you know, she did, she did wrong. She was old enough to know that she was doing wrong and but she was also conditioned from the time she was a child to lie, yeah, and to uh, be sneaky and get away with stuff. But then she was really harmed, having her teeth pulled and then a beating tube. and uh,
0: yeah, no, just, it's I mean, it was I mean, it's definitely abuse, no doubt. And certainly, uh, old Dee, Dee had some issues herself that, uh, you know, trying to get this sympathy for her, for her, for her children. But, you know, like you said, you can't necessarily go around having people uh, conspiring to kill your parents, let alone any other people as well. Uh, society just can't have that. And so, I mean, I personally think, like I said, their attor- her attorneys did a very good job for her. The prosecutors thought that, Hey, we want to do justice here. Obviously the boyfriend that killed DD, he got life. Without parole? Go to
1: John. Yeah, go to John.
0: Yeah. Go to John. Yeah. Okay. And then
1: yeah.
0: um, you know, they, they showed some mercy to to Gypsy. She may not have got that in all jurisdictions, given the fact that, you know, she was involved in the conspiracy to kill her mom, regardless of uh what what they say. I mean, I hear it all the time. You know, we present mitigation on cases and like, yeah, that's great. But you know, I really don't care what kind of crappy childhood your 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 client had. I mean, and I've literally had D.A.s well, tell had me. A, I've had D.A.s. i had a
1: crappy childhood. Yeah, my dad used to beat me to just yeah. to, within inches of death. But I never thought of uh, doing anything horrible to him. I just thought he was crazy. Yeah.
0: All yeah. right. Well, thanks uh, for your call.
1: Okay. I feel sorry for Dee Dee, but she had to suffer some consequences. And I think the 10 years that she was given is, is right. And you talked about that black hole. Well, uh, I think Chad Daybell is going to experience that black hole in his yeah. portal body. <laughs> All right. Thank you so
0: much. All Scott. right. Thank you. All right. So thanks to the caller. You can do that. Give us a call. Uh, numbers going across the bottom as well, 725-228-TALK, seven two five eight two five five. 8255 And um, in the uh, comments here, interesting is that uh, people are like, hey, uh, which person is more dangerous, Nick or Gypsy? Gypsy was raised by a master manipulator. There's no way she didn't pick up on some of that ability. And um, Gypsy is a very good manipulator. I had a friend in prison with her and she played the guards, et cetera. You know, so maybe, you know, I understand maybe she's a victim, but maybe she picked up a thing or two. Uh, Positive vibes is like, hey, I think Gypsy is more dangerous. Uh, Let's see here. Nick had an 82 IQ. He deserves a new trial. Um, You will hear from Gypsy again. Well, you're definitely going to hear from her on January 5th because she has that new show coming out uh, on Lifetime uh, called The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. That's right. It's uh, She's opening up about her journey to help others. What help do you think she could offer people? Uh, don't kill your mom? No matter what bad things she's doing, go to the police? You know... We talked about this story yesterday that, you know, obviously it was kind of the, the stuff coming out and today it's coming out as well that uh, she was going to be released. And then today she's been officially released and, you know, she wants to go home. She's going to be with her new husband and uh, she's going to be surrounded by loved ones and that will make her happy. Apparently her dad and uh, other family members are sticking behind her because like I said, DD and the caller noted that DD was not a, not a good person. She tortured a child uh, who probably should have gone to trial. It's interesting, though, and maybe I need to do a little more research on this, but why did the doctors, how could the doctors be so convinced that she was ill when she wasn't? Like, are they, you know, getting a kickback or something? I mean, it's not like they were getting financial gain out of this whole thing. Uh, Interesting. If somebody knows, let me know. Um, I mean, you would think the doctors would be like, there's nothing wrong with your kid. Right. I mean, not, not, not a true analogy, but you know, you take your car in and, um, you know, it's like, Hey, I need you to, re- you know, replace the battery. The battery's dead. I need battery replaced. And the mechanic's like, Your battery's fine. It's fixed. I'll charge you for a new battery, but you don't need one. And I'm telling you, you don't need one. So don't come back to me when you say it. I mean, I just think that it's, it's very, very weird um, that the doctors went along with it. Um, give, give life, here. Uh, ignore the ignorance, understand your situation or you don't care. Who cares? Go live your life. Okay. Nan's basically telling her, um, some people go live your life gypsy. I, I agree. Ignore the ignorance. Who don't understand your situation or don't care. Uh, who cares? Go live your life. That's, that's good advice. I would give that advice to anybody. Go live your life. You do what works for you. Um, Okay. Lisa says, Hey, you'll hear from her again, right? When she gets caught doing something bad. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Um, apparently, you know, both God, John, the boyfriend and, and uh, gypsy have basically after years of therapy in prison now realized that what they did was wrong. Gypsy says, Hey, you're never going to hear me say that was the right decision. She realizes it was the wrong decision. But is that truly what you mean, or is that what you had to say to get out on parole? Okay. And let's be honest. When you're in custody, you learn and know what you have to say to get the good jobs as the tier porter. What am I going to do to get some extra time knocked off if I'm a trustee? Uh, if I take classes, will that get me some some additional time off? What am I going to say? Is the right things? What do they want to hear? What's the buzz that they're going to want to talk about uh, when I go into the parole? Are you, you know, you, you've seen those movies when people go into the parole hearing. That's pretty much how it is. Is you know, it's usually one person, one parole officer, uh, and they ask, you know, do you do you feel remorse? Uh, who's the victim in the case? You know, and and the defendant can't say, well, it's me. I've been wrongfully accused. Guess what? You're not going anywhere then. You have to show that you're not a danger to the community. You have empathy for the victim. Uh, you realize the errors of your ways, and you have been rehabilitated. That's what you got to think about. So we'll see. Time will tell. What do we say all the time? Past performance is indicative of future results. Now, maybe Gypsy really didn't have enough time to to do everything that um, – wanted to do and obviously made some poor poor decisions and it got her you know sent to prison for eight years um (laughs) uh oh what's this she's going to the kansas city chiefs game on new year's eve thinking she's going to meet taylor swift she's still playing that Candyland. wow is there a new year's eve game i guess there would be on sunday right new year's eve is sunday um and hey, obviously the Broncos are out of it, but anytime the Kansas City uh, chiefs uh, can lose, that's a good thing, all right. And um, uh, the lovely Miss Kristen uh, loves Taylor Swift, went to the Taylor Swift uh, went to the Taylor Swift uh, concert. That was the greatest concert ever. She was so great. She's fabulous. And now the lovely Miss Kristen, you know, is like many, many people out there that is following the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Just to tell you how much she enjoyed the Taylor Swift concert is we recently went to the U2 concert at the Sphere, which I thought was great. Like I said before, I wish they had played my playlist from U2. It would have been the stuff from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. But they didn't. But it was still a great show. And the lovely Miss Kristen was like, it was good. But it wasn't Taylor Swift. (laughs) <laughs> so um, so who knows Maybe uh, Old Gypsy will go get to see uh, Taylor Swift I doubt that um, I doubt that uh, They're going to uh, uh, Let her anywhere near Taylor Swift I think that would just be some bad PR No matter what you do You're going to offend somebody uh, Why even go there um, We'll just have to wait and see all right. I agree, Scott. Typically, the treatment she was received should be backed up with scans. Yeah, that's, that's just a weird thing. I wonder if the doctors, maybe somebody knows. I don't know. Were any of the doctors ever sued for malpractice? Because, I mean, if you're performing medical treatment on somebody and you are performing unnecessary medical treatment on somebody, you know, that's the kind of stuff that they take away your medical license. I, I don't know I don't know I mean I, I mean I remember the case uh, we didn't it was before Crime Talk so we didn't follow it as as closely as you know I would have had we you know we've been doing Crime Talk but it just really makes you think and wonder what is going what went on I just find it hard to believe that somebody wouldn't say this is ridiculous I, I don't get it uh, Hey hey up Scott how you doing. Appreciate it. Hey, you know, also remember everybody, you know, the drill subscribe. If you haven't like, if you do leave me a comment or call in and also, um, hit that uh, little bell so that you get notifications when we go live or put up new content, taking a look here at some of the other, uh, things here. Indeed. I mean, gypsy has been released. Oh, we have a super chat here from Texas, Texas, Gina. Now see ladies and gentlemen. Look at how, look at the beautiful, bright colors that we have on Texas Texas Gina's uh, comment. It pops right up. I see it. I'm going to read it. Emergency room doctors go by what the parents say, and if they see prior records of a child coming in for the same thing, they're going to believe them. All right. Well, good to know, uh, Texas Gina. But I still think, I mean, uh, isn't this one of those things like, uh, remember that show House where the doctor would solve, you know, wouldn't it be a case for House to bring in the pathologist and try to figure out what is wrong with this kid? Why can't everybody figure out what is wrong with this particular kid? And um, I don't know, but I get it. Emergency room docs, they're, they're treating on that situation. Uh, and if there's a history, Oh, she's got this, she got this ailment. Oh, she's got the pain in the side. Oh my gosh. Let's do the cat scan. Oh my gosh. Poor gypsy was back in the emergency room again. Oh my God. I can't show up for work. Oh my God. If we only had enough money. Oh, if she could only go to Disneyland. Right. I get that. Um, uh, so great, great uh, question or response there. Texas. You see, we have here at crime talk. One of the beautiful things about it is, is yes, I've been practicing law for a long time, but our fans, our viewers are some of the best fans and viewers out there in the whole world and on YouTube. They're so smart. They're so knowledgeable. And that's the beautiful thing about the internet and YouTube is that we can get people that say, Hey, I'm, I know exactly how this happened. Emergency room doctors go by what their parents say. And if there's prior records, why are they, why are the docs going to assume something isn't right? Um, I, I mean, I get that, but it still just makes you wonder at some point, didn't somebody say, wow, all the, all these things. I mean, when I go see my little concierge doctor and he draws all the blood, you know, he takes, you know, there's like pages and pages of, oh, your vitamin D and this and that. And he goes, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. And, you know he spends like two hours going over all this and telling me what I should be doing and telling me stop to doing what I'm doing but he's going through all those and he says if there's something here that would be an abnormal, we would check it out. I just understand why they didn't why they didn't do that now here's the other thing how did she get a husband um, you know when you are a jailhouse celebrity uh you are a um hot ticket item and particularly if you're gonna get out thank her attorneys gypsy better thank her attorneys light at the end of the tunnel she was smart enough to realize hey i did bad ooh trial for the co-defendant not so good yeah we'll take that 10 yep we'll take 10 and um yeah i don't know um you're a hot item you know, there's actually, I think, dating apps out there for people in prison. Uh, and I expect that to go up. You know, years ago, you were in prison. They didn't really have anything. Now they still confiscate cell phones, but now they have access to emails. They have tablets now when you go to prison. Um, I had a case years ago. It was in a federal court down in New Mexico. And the client kept saying, I got on. I was asked by another attorney to come do it because we the case was going to go to trial. I'm like, all right, this is great. That's all good. And, um. The client kept referring to his his tablet i'm like what are you talking about your tablets it's like the flintstones you're chiseling away at something in there you know what are you doing and he said no no it's my my basically it's like an ipad all my discoveries on there i can take a look at i can review it uh, they had access to email on that tablet they could also uh watch various movies that they could buy and download and uh, so you know why not have a dating app on there as well you know uh, if if uh, everybody's happy inside and content Uh, I guess the uh, wardens are going to go along with it just so they can uh, keep everybody happy. So that's how she got a husband. Now, Lisa says, uh, Hey, I'm from Springfield, Missouri. So don't bring her here. Uh, So I'll have to wait and see. So, um, (laughs) uh, So what if she goes to the game? I mean, big deal with the? I mean, she can go to a game. She's certainly free to go to a game unless there's some condition of a parole violation. I don't think she's going to get a standing ovation. She would probably, probably, uh, probably um, want to keep a low profile, probably want a little time to simulate. I had a guy once, and this is just how, how uh, interesting it is. is I had represented a guy. It was a racketeering case. And, um, it was one of those deals where they couldn't really prove it, it was a prison gang thing. And uh, they didn't have a great case against my guy because he was in solitary confinement. And they couldn't prove it. But let's face it, just because you're in solitary confinement doesn't necessarily mean that you're not communicating with people throughout the prison. Okay? Just the way it is. You can still be a shot caller from solitary confinement. You'd be way amazed. At the ways that uh, prisoners can communicate. And um, we uh, uh, got him a great deal. And, you know, it kind of felt bad for the guy, kind of a, just a big lug. And um, so we, 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 uh, he had no, nothing, no one to go. He was from a different state. I mean, going, going back, whatever. Been in prison most of his life. And uh, remember my young associate and I, we, we were going to, you know, Take him out. So we took him to um, a restaurant and I think it was on the way because we had to stop and get him clothes. He had no clothes, basically. So we, you know, we felt sorry for the guy. So we were like, okay, stop, get him some clothes, got him an airline ticket home, you know, super cheap airline ticket. He'd never been on an airplane before. And um, I think we stopped at maybe a store, but like he was just freaked out by the entire experience. So it takes time for people to, Adjust uh when they get out. So I'm I'm gonna venture to guess that old gypsy's not gonna want to go out there and be in the public limelight just yet. Hey, she's got a big special coming out on June 5th. Just direct everybody to her lifetime channel. Heck, we should get royalties for uh, announcing it so many times that uh she's going to uh, uh have her show The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, premiering January 5th lifetime 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 uh let's see here Now, good comment seriously the abuse was physical emotional and financial and this was unacceptable by any parent let's hope she goes to school and is able to have freedom from the shackles this monster put on her pepper i agree she's done her time she went through a lot she endured a lot could have handled things differently, probably because of her immaturity at the time. Made some poor choices. Her boyfriend made some poor choices as well. Needless to say, he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison for that. But she got out. She's out as of now. So, you know, as a criminal defense attorney, hey, you know, your clients serve their time. Let them move on. Uh, don't break the rules. Just do what you need to do. Okay. Oh, let's see here. Another question here. Uh, Carrie was, know I don't know why doctors do what they do, but I have an acquaintance that has Munchausen syndrome. She can get doctors to diagnose her with anything she wants an illness of the week. Um, well that's interesting. Isn't that, I mean, kind of like a hypochondriac yes. like, Oh my God, I got a headache. Oh my God. It's a brain tumor. I'm going to die. It's a brain tumor. Right. Um, I mean, everybody knows that, right? That's probably, I mean, not everybody knows that, but uh, doesn't everybody know some person that literally lives on, you know, WebMD and they're constantly diagnosed? Says, I got this little pain here in my side. Oh my God. I think it's a lump. I have a tumor. Oh my God. I mean, it's, it's just terrible, terrible. Uh, oh, Lisa says, hmm, she changed asinine. She refused all counseling in jail. According to Little Red Riding Hood five five five, I thought I'd read that she had uh, gone to some some uh, some counseling. Uh, that that's why she, uh, you know, like I said, was able to. Um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You really couldn't um, get parole unless she said the right things. Remember all the rehabilitation. All right, Frank, our producer, the hardest working man in television has a, uh, says we have a call. Who is it? Crime Curious? Crime Curious, how are you? It's been a while.
1: Hey, Scott, it has been a while. It's good to talk to you. Good talking um, to you. So I wanted to, <laughs> I, I have to remember the delay. I mean it's been a while. Um, so I wanted to expand on what you were saying about Gypsy likely saying what she thought the parole board wanted to hear you know, rather than expressing how she truly feels. And for me, the proof is in her actions. And and it goes to that statement about her wanting to go to the Chiefs, you know, so what are you going to do when you get out? Well, I want to meet Taylor Swift. I'm going to go to the Chiefs game and, and try to meet Taylor Swift.
2: Sure.
1: Um, she orchestrated a murder. I, I mean, uh, whether or not her mom was a good person, uh, she doesn't deserve to be murdered. The same way that all defendants deserve and and are due uh, a good defense, right? And she sure. did, I think, have a pretty good defense, especially when you get into all of the text message that she was sending Nick Go to John to orchestrate the murder. And when you when you read those text messages, and and it it, it plays out like a like a role playing game, almost sexual in nature where she's you know manipulating uh Mr. Godotjan into killing her mother um i start to have you know that all all of the sympathy as far as i'm concerned goes out the window yeah. and um it, you know for me again the proof is in her actions um because there's been no formal apology to all of the people who were actually sick i mean you know it, they had these these trips and these these amazing things that that she got to do because she was sick, you know, make a wish style.
2: Yeah,
1: And those could have, you know, those, those benefits, those things could have gone to people who were actually sick. And she did know that she wasn't actually sick. Um, you know, there was no wheelchair with her when they found her. And in fact, when, when they went and found her, she didn't bring any of, of her medications that she was supposed to take. She had her mom's Xanax and some Benadryl. You know, she didn't have all of the medications that she, I mean, so that's just another thing that lets me know. You yeah, know, and, and she is, she is manipulative by looking at those text messages and everything. Of course she's manipulative. And I guess I just have to wait until the lifetime show comes out. Um, because it'll be interesting to see if she does more than just say, oops, I made a bad decision.
0: Well, what about her boyfriend? Yeah. Go to John. You know, this guy's not apparently the mm-hmm. sharpest tool in the shed. I mean, he got played, I think one could That's argue. Definitely not. Do you think he deserves a new trial? He definitely mean... did. Pardon me?
1: I, he definitely got played. I, I personally don't know that he deserves a new trial. Um, I, If it were up to me and I were on the parole board, I don't know that I would have let Gypsy out. I mean, yes, she has served her time and, you know, rules are rules, and I'm a big fan of due process. So really it is what it is. I wouldn't change anything. Um, but that's just because I know better than to be that armchair quarterback, especially when it comes to courtrooms, (laughs) you know, but, um, I just, I feel like she was a lot more implicit and it's really hard to see all these people who view her as a victim in, in her own life, when she in fact orchestrated a murder. Um, I understand that she had, you know, that these were troubling circumstances and, um, you know, that she herself was manipulated. Um, but I, I, I think that little red riding hood is correct. I also heard that, uh, that she had refused counseling. I don't think that she, I, I think that she views herself as a victim. And I think that that's what we're going to see more of now that she's out of prison.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, she doesn't have to, um, keep saying that, uh, you know, that uh, she's sorry and, and things like that anymore because she doesn't have to keep the uh, she already got past the parole board. All she has to do now is not commit any new law violations. And as a condition of her parole, you know, they, they could say you need to undergo some uh, mental health counseling. If she refuses to do that, they could send her back as a parole violation. But hopefully, you know, I mean, listen, she did wrong. She pled guilty. She served her time. And, you know, like I said, uh, as a society, we can't go around condoning people, killing other people uh, when there's not like right. a self-defense and duress probably wouldn't have played in here as well. So, you know, but hey, she gets her chance and she gets to begin again. We'll see what she does. Like I said, yeah, one going to
1: another? If I were to. I'm
0: sorry. No, I mean, we'll see if she gets out, gets a job complies with the law, complies with the parole officer, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It it will not take long uh, for her to either do well. She's going to either do well or fall flat on her face rather quickly. Uh, We'll just have to uh, wait and see. Thanks for your call.
1: Yeah. My advice. Oh, real real quick. My my advice to her would be to do as much community service as she possibly can, whether it's court ordered or not. Um, You know, just, you spend the rest of your life trying to give back to society and see what happens.
0: Um, Or she could just uh, go get a job too. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she picked up a Um, skill in prison. I
1: wanted to ask you, I I wanted to ask you real quickly, you've mentioned a couple of times on your show about recent changes to Colorado law as it relates to open records. Yes. And uh, I have uh, a, a large interest in that. I get, you know, open records all the time. I'm currently uh, doing CORA requests for all of the phone calls that Letitia Stout made while she was in jail. Sure. And uh, video visits and the jail file and the case report and, you know, all of the stuff. So I'm wondering if, if you can just give me a, a you know, a 30,000-foot view of... Um, I, I'm just wondering if you could quickly explain to me what's happening there and, so and i know that's asking yeah, so, a lot so
0: real quick and you know i was, um, just very quickly but uh, the colorado legislature passed legislature passed a law the governor signed it and it basically says that um, the courts need to redact uh, all cases where a minor is listed as a victim slash witness so obviously if there's a homicide case to a child abuse case to um, a domestic violence case where the kid happened to be there. They're a potential witness. So the legislature said, go do this. The court administrator uh, for Colorado basically said, hey, well, we got to comply with this law. How are we going to do it? And they said, well, then um, uh, they said that, um, well, we can't do it. We don't have the ability to do that in our court system. So therefore, we're just going to restrict the open records file file Uh, for everybody uh, to basically attorney of record. So basically they've closed all the public records as it relates to criminal cases uh, because of this, you know, um, and Hey, I'm I'm
1: wondering how that will affect me. um, You're not
0: going to be able to get access to it. it.
1: And, and when exactly does this start? Because I'll tell you what, El Paso County is not giving me this information.
0: January 1st. Um,
1: it's just taking weeks longer, January 1st. Yep. Yep. Okay, that's what I was afraid of. Yep. All right. Thank you so much, right. Scott. It was good to talk to you. Good and to you. always love to Frank and Kristen. Goodbye.
0: Thanks. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think we mentioned this, but. Um, Oh, that's not it. Uh, Her husband, uh, oh, that's not the one. Yes, Colorado Supreme Court has been very active lately, making all kinds of headlines. Yes, the new husband for Gypsy lives in Louisiana, so she's going to have to request an interstate compact transfer to go reside uh, with her new husband that she met in prison. I guess we'll see if she'll uh, be able to uh, make that transition from roommate in jail to a new roommate slash husband. Yeah. So, all right, you got a call. Yeah. Shelby. Shelby, you're on the air.
3: Hey, Scott, how are you doing today? Uh,
0: better than I deserve.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, hey, so in regards to the Gypsy Rose um, Blanchard case, um, you know, the the last person you had talking, um, you know, made the statement, hey, she knew she wasn't sick, like she needs to make this formal apology to all these different make a wish places that you know, she benefited from these trips and this, that and the other. Well, she, Gypsy isn't the one that went out and like sought those oh, things out. Yeah, that, yeah. That I don't think I I don't think I
0: made that comment. I think uh one of the callers. No, no you made. didn't. It was yeah. the
3: caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I don't um, think she you I don't know. think she owes an apology to any of those those folks
0: whatsoever. I, I, I would agree with you on that. I mean, she's going along with what her mom says, you know, I mean, not going right. along with it, but she didn't know better. I get it. She was young and the mom is the one that, uh, you know, she's a fraudster and she's the fraudster you of know. the worst kind because she would use her own kid um, you to, to get that fraud. And so, I mean, that's just completely unacceptable. I know mean, she probably didn't deserve to die over it, but let's face it. Oh no. Uh, old Dee, Dee probably would have got more than 10 years had all this come to light. And then she had been charged with child abuse. I assure you she would have gotten more than oh. 10 years.
3: Um, For sure. For sure. And you know, you can't help but to pick up on some of those manipulation manipulating behaviors when that's what you're taught from, you know, that was her only source of, 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 any contact in the world with her mother Yeah, and her, she sees her mom manipulating everybody. Well, I mean, that's kind of, you know, nature versus nurture type of a thing. Um, you know, you're, that is more or less bred into her that So sure. When, when Nick go to John, um, she's talking with him and, and all these different texts and whatnot. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, she, she did what she knew. And and it sucks that the Dee DD's gone now um, and can't stand for, you know, to face the consequences of her own. But I think she's in her own hell that she she put herself there, uh, so to speak. But again, yeah. she also didn't deserve to die.
0: Hopefully, hopefully Gypsy will do well. I mean, I wish anybody uh, that's, that's going to get out of uh, prison, I wish them well. Uh, and to go live a law-abiding life. And hopefully she has uh, matured, learned from this experience. And hopefully realizes that it's not all going to be given to you. Hopefully she has the mentality that she needs to go get a job. It's usually a condition of parole. Go get a job. Oh, yeah. Hopefully she picked up a skill while she was in in custody. We'll, wait. we'll I have to wait and see. I imagine that she's going to... Yeah,
3: I imagine she's going to come out... In totally different circumstances, but like the Elizabeth Smart case, you know, she now works for, I can't think of whatever that, that station is, the one that Chris Hansen used to work for. Um, you know, I can see her going down that road of like helping others who are in similar roles, but on in more of a speaking engagement that's just kind of personally, like my
0: foreshadowing, but what do I know? No, hey, we're, I mean, it's all speculation at this point. Nobody knows yep. how it's going to go. my experience is, is uh, um, most people that get out on parole usually fail miserably.
3: Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, sure. It, yep, it's, it's, the recidivism, right, yep. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they they usually will do something and they think, well, it's not that big of a violation, Uh, My personal, you know, it's like when you have clients and you're trying to negotiate a deal and they're always like, well, there's nothing violent on my record. That's true. But you have like eight felonies all for these, you know, same crimes. And you're, guess what? You're charged with the exact same crime. So, you know, it's, it's, I hope people change. I wish people to change, but um, oftentimes people don't, even after a prison stint. You hope that they will. We'll wait and see. Usually, if she's going to fail, she will probably fail big, and uh, she will do it quickly. Maybe we'll never yeah. hear from her again. Oh yeah. I hope that's the case.
3: My, I I do uh, do so too. My my dad, he was born back in 1931. He passed away in 21, but um, he uh, you know, he started his life out um initially you know I say life in, in his adult life um going out with some of some of the boys and the thing to do was to go and uh, rob one of their parents' gas stations um and then they went and hit up one of the other parents uh hardware stores where they stole a bunch of guns and things like that and it, my dad was the only one who was actually eighteen, so they made a an example out of him and charged him with the worst of all of it because he should have known better, right That's how they said. So they let him out. He did. I think he did like six months. And then they let him out. And he said, goodbye, I'm leaving. And he took off out of the state of Indiana and headed for Florida. Well, then he just violated because he just bailed, bailed out. And my dad back, we're talking now, it's the 1940s, early 50s. He um, took off for Florida, got married, had this fake name um it had his wife had a fake name daughter they didn't give her the right name on the birth certificate it was a huge mess and then finally the the mother or the the wife's mother talked him into coming back and was literally waiting in lay with the the um probation team for him to come back in town and they nabbed him and put him in in prison he was looking at i think five years is all he was going to get for that at that time um, and they turned around, um, he did 18 months, there was a riot at the prison where he was at, and he actually saved the warden's life. Um, he hit him back in behind some potatoes. And, uh, when he came up for parole, um, you know, he, he had had one escape attempt while he was there, but when he came up for parole, like the, they're like, why, why did you try to escape? He's like, I don't like you here. And they're like, okay, well here, here's your only chance and this is coming from the warden himself get out don't ever come back and yep. and he lived a great life afterwards
0: and like, it changes some people and, you know I just saw a comment it go does, by yeah. and somebody said prison changed me forever um uh, I changed immediately after release that was 35 years ago so I mean it does work don't get me wrong I mean I've had clients that um it's slim they, they, they do well but a lot of times they have a tough time. They get out. They have no uh, resources. They have no job. They have nowhere to stay. They basically wind up on the street. No one will hire them. And unfortunately, they revert back oftentimes to their old ways of stealing, selling drugs, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of situation. You know, obviously, yeah. it's easy for me to say, oh, well, don't do that. But when, <laughs> right? you know, when you need to get money to live and to get a place to stay and do whatever, um, you know, Oftentimes you have to do that. So, yeah. Yep.
3: It's, Unfortunately.
0: Uh, yep. All right. Great call. Thank you. I'm glad your dad did uh, All right. Did so well after his little detour. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well,
3: thank you. Have a great day. Have a happy new year.
0: All right. Thank you. You too. Uh, let's see here. Comment here is uh, oh, she, uh, she went by so fast. Uh, she had a second grade education, some of which was homeschooled by Dee I mean, there's a lot of mitigation. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, There's a lot of mitigation there for Gypsy to do, you know, like I said, not necessarily to do what she did or have somebody do what they did, but it definitely is a type of situation where there was some good mitigation, Uh, clearly traumatized, but, you know, and I'm sure the district attorney looked at that. Obviously they did. They gave her a, a sentence where she was going to get out of prison um, you know, she got the boyfriend, her new husband, picking her up at the uh, prison today and uh, sending her on her way. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure she will be the uh, next uh, celebrity in the uh, true crime world here for a while. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see uh, what ultimately comes of it, so to speak. So... um all right, let's do a, a quick obscene profit center here. Um, take a quick break, then we'll come back and uh, let's talk about um, Brian Koberger. The house has been demolished, it's gone. So, um, anyway, we'll be right back in uh, what? Probably a minute or less. Please. Go to crimetalksearch.com, sign up for a background subscription service. You'll be happy you did. If there's anyone out there you were ever curious about what was in their background, now is the time to To do it. If you're going to get involved with somebody, now is the time to do it. When you go to crimetalksearch.com, you put in the name, literally millions of public records are searched, and a report is generated. It's going to give you a report. If they have multiple social media accounts, you're going to find it. If they have multiple phone numbers, multiple email addresses, it's going to be found. And more importantly, you're going to get information regarding criminal history. Hopefully, the person you're searching has none whatsoever, but if it's there, it's going to be found you're going to get everything you'd want to know, whether you're going into business or whether you're going into a personal relationship, you're going to be able to find out the information you want to know. So go to crimetalksearch.com, sign up today. You'll be happy you did. All right. We're back. We're back. Question here. Hey Scott, do you think the autistic boyfriend was used to do the murder for gypsy? Therefore she's culpable for conspiring and, put him up to the murder with the knife she stole from walmart i said it she conspiracy to commit murder she didn't do it but she engaged in that conspiracy right definition of conspiracy an agreement between two or more people to commit an illegal act the two people obviously gypsy boyfriend go to john serving life in prison for murder stabs her if you're in the conspiracy unless you withdraw from the conspiracy you are guilty just like you did it herself like i said this case her attorneys did a good job for her by presenting the mitigation of the abuse the torture that she had to endure at the hands of her mother unbeknownst to her didn't know where to turn everyone she thought was going to believe her mom dad went along with it, apparently because i guess mom was a dd was like a a nurse's aide or something so she must know something who would make stuff up about their kid being sick presented all that information to the district attorney district attorney comes forward and says you know we can't have people going around killing people so we're going to cut you a deal prosecutors said hey take 10 years she said i'll take it very smart so you know people say oh she's unsophisticated uh, no, she knew what she did. She knew her exposure. She took it. Um, that's the way things work out um, in, in the world, so to speak, and in the criminal justice system. And it's not always fair. Some people think she's a total victim, shouldn't have got any prison. Other people think that uh, she's just as guilty as John, and therefore should be, uh, you know, sitting in prison for the rest of her life. You know, it is, I mean, I I hope she did it. Um, I mean, I hope she does well. She got a deal. As we often tell, oftentimes tell our clients, you got a great deal. You get a second bite at the apple. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Throw in every little saying adage you could possibly come up with, right? And then the one you always tell them is you got an opportunity. Don't F it up. Oh no, Scott, we're not gonna do that. Oh, here. Are... Yep. And conspiracy, is that worse, perhaps? I mean, if you have conspire with somebody, do you increase the chances of of success? Or do you decrease the chances of success by somebody getting cold feet? Maybe going to the police. How many cases have we talked about over the years where somebody hires a hitman who usually turns out to be a police officer to go kill the spouse or the uh uh you know the little love triangle. And um, you know, somebody goes to the police. It's interesting here in Colorado, if you can be charged with say, Oh, let's just to say um, murder. But if it's a conspiracy, murder instead of a, uh, let's say an F1 or an F2, it automatically gets moved down uh, a level for sentencing. Maybe it should go up, maybe have an increased chance or likelihood of uh, succeeding with a conspiracy. You know, you definitely have a lot more chances of somebody ratting you out in a conspiracy. Um, So, yeah. Um, Ashton says that her mom had a power of attorney and declared her mentally incompetent. I wasn't familiar with that, but as a child, you know, her parents do what they need to do. I don't know if they'd have to go to that extent. Wow. James Bond. Um, what do you think about the case where the uh, paramedics that killed the autistic kid? Um, God, what's his name? He's blanking me out right now. Um, not Martin. God, I can see it. it. was a kid in Aurora that was kind of mind of his own. Elijah McClain. The Elijah McClain case. Well, I mean, uh, what was it? Um one officer was found guilty. Three were acquitted, and the two office, two paramedics were found uh, criminally negligent homicide. It's not mandatory prison time on that case. Probably won't get prison, is my guess. I mean, but basically said that, hey, you guys were malpractice by uh, giving Elijah McLean the uh, wrong level of ketamine. Um, Jury decided, and they were out a long time. It wasn't an easy decision, but uh, yeah. Uh, Scott, was her deal a real good one? I think Gypsy McLean's deal was an excellent deal. If I was her attorney, I would have said, you're a fool if you don't take that. You have light at the end of the tunnel. Okay? And I've had to tell clients, hey, man, this sucks, but if you go to trial, you lose. You're going to get life. They're offering you 48 years, and sometimes you're like, "Dude, you got to take it. You got to take it. You're gonna lose a trial, and it sucks. It sucks. I'm telling you. Telling somebody, it's usually a kid, usually a kid that is, you know, 18 to 25 years old, and say, "Hey, kid, you you did some stupid stuff." And now you need to go to prison for 48 years, 48 years. And they oftentimes think, oh my God, 48 years, that's longer than I've been alive. Yep, sure is. And if you want to spend the rest of your life in prison, let's go to trial because I think you're going to lose. Take the 48. Well, it's a crime of violence. I'm going to have to do 75% before I'm eligible. Yep, you are. So that 48 turns into... 30-something. Once again, you're telling a 20-something, you're early 20 kid. You won't get out until you're 50. So oftentimes what defendants do, and obviously it didn't happen in Gypsy's case, is she didn't look at it and say, well, you know, 10 might as well be life. That's too much, but life is okay. And you get that kind of thinking oftentimes. Well, I'm not going to do it. I'll put my, I'll take my chances on appeal. And then you have to explain to them, hey, you got about a 2% chance of getting a new trial on appeal and you know that's what a lot of people don't think about like i said i don't know if it was gypsy that obviously she's ultimately the one that cut the deal but the people she should really be thanking are her attorneys she's guilty of conspiracy to commit murder under the law she got a smoking deal she should be thanking them Hopefully, her attorneys are some of the first people she thanks and uh, maybe goes swings by the office when, when she gets out and say, Thank you for doing what you did. You saved my life. I actually get a life. 10 years is a good deal when you're looking at spending the rest of your life in prison. I know it sucks. Like, I didn't do it. I had a defense. Well, a lot of times those defenses aren't going to work. And like I said, people that I'm going to hang my hat on the appeal. 2% of all cases that go to trial get reversed. Two percent has to be pretty blatant because it had to have resulted, the judge's decision, the error, the legal error that was made. That's what people think. Wow, we just don't like the decision. We're going to appeal. Well, it has to be something that the judge did. Did they not grant a particular motion that allowed evidence to come in? Did they allow evidence to come in over objection? That's why attorneys object all the time, right? If you don't object, it's waived for appellate purposes. And I've had trial where I swear I think I've objected to just about every question. And thank God I did, because it was preserved on appeal. But if you don't, it's waived. And so the the you know, it has to result in some unfair prejudice. It was so great that resulted in an unfair trial. Not just, eh, yeah, it would have been better if the judge, it's what they refer to as harmless error. Uh, would have been better had the judge not uh, let that in. But, you know, you're entitled to a fair trial, not a perfect trial. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a good deal, Jessica Miller. Was it a good deal for her? I think it was a good deal. I would have told the client to uh, take it uh, based upon what I know about the case. And obviously her attorneys thought it was a good deal. Otherwise they wouldn't have recommended it and uh, she would not have done it. Um, so, yeah. Hey, everybody, let's be nice in the chats. Looks like there's a little, little going on there, but uh, let's, you know, whatever, be nice We can agree to disagree. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about um, anything. I mean, no, YouTube is not exactly free speech people, uh, but hey, as long as you're being nice, you can put your comments, you can say, Scott, um, I think that you are wrong. I don't, that's okay. Uh, That is okay. I'm, you know, uh, that's fine. Just be polite and I'll be polite back and say, well, maybe I'm not, maybe you're right. Maybe I am wrong. Uh, But uh, we can get to that uh, conclusion through some rational discourse and some intellectual honesty uh, here. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, she got a good deal, going back to the question. Uh, He did it because he loved her and she walked away to find another guy. (laughs) Um, That's funny the boyfriend. Yeah, you would think, you know, it just shows you how love fades when you get what you want, so to speak, right? Uh, Gypsy, go to John. I love you. We're going to be together forever. I'd do anything to protect you. Would you kill my mom for me? Yes, I would. Here's a knife that I stole from Walmart. Go do it. She'll be home at this time. Couple of years of little separation, you know, usually distance makes the heart grow fonder. Apparently, not in this particular case. Apparently, she knew she was getting out and knowing that old Go to John was not getting out, she moved on to that school teacher. They just happened to find love in the prison system. I guess you never know where you're going to find love, but the fact that, um, you know, should the new husband should he sleep with one eye open, mm-hmm. at least for a little while? I don't know. Do you think she's like you know? Since she's basically poisoned, maybe have her have her uh, mom or not her mom? Again, mom's dead. Uh, she could have uh, somebody like test her test her food or something along those lines. I don't know. All right. Hey, we'll come back to that because um, we're gonna like so we're gonna go uh, do our live do a live today and uh, see how this works out. I mean, it's um, so far so good. The other story I want to talk about is the uh, house. The house where the crime that Brian Koberger allegedly committed for heinous, gruesome murders in the first degree is now demolished. Crews showed up about 630 this morning and the destruction of the house. Take a look at that it comes, here it comes. I mean, this thing uh, not exactly the strongest built house uh, out there. Um, it's pretty weak. A couple of whacks uh, with the uh, construction permit, in and it starts uh, coming quickly. So the house is demolished. I know a lot of the victims' families I like to pick this thing up, you know, relevance to it at trial. trial. Um, and I've been thinking about it. I, mean, I said that I have never done an actual Skype visit on a trial. I always go to do the crime i always try to go to the crime Just so you get a, full, a, a lay of the land as an attorney. And the most recent case I could look at the Alex Burdock where they were told that they had killed Paul and, and Maggie um, were also involved. Um, but I've never seen it. I mean, I, I think the only ever requested at once was in a civil case we were trying. It was a plane accident. They we're in to see the CTV airport and how close it was to the runway there to prevent the issue. But the judge denied it. I mean, we had spent a ton of time coordinating buses and with and the judge was like, yeah, no. Now it takes too much time. We're not going to do it. They've got plenty of pictures. They've had expert testimony. They can figure out what took place and where. We don't need to do that. So, like I said, the family members, the victims, thought that they should have kept the house up, property owners. I've heard some folks stories that are just well, I think they're just shocked. Oop, done. Done. Well, that didn't take much at all. I mean, what was that? Put uh, together with a um, pulse wood and put it a little gray paper there or something? Yeah. Oh, you were me? It would play that again, or just collapse oh, take it quickly. Oh, I can go back and do that. Okay, yeah, it's, um... Well, look at that. Literally didn't think you have any whack for the and the whole issue is the prosecution obviously gets first dibs at going into the crime scene because they're there right you have the police you probably have the duty uh, district attorney that night you know if there's something serious that so they can go uh, and do that. And obviously they take lots and lots of photographs, the crime scene investigators, the police, the detectives, they go back early on, right when Brian Koberger was arrested in this particular case, he was appointed counsel. They knew that they were going to get appointed counsel. The counsel immediately moved to inspect the house and they basically got unfettered access to the house. And then just recently, a couple weeks ago, both the prosecution and the defense were advised that the house was going to be coming down and said, hey, if you got one last chance, if you would like to get some measurements of the house on the inside, now is your chance to do it. I assure you that thing has probably been um, thoroughly, thoroughly um, photographed, documented in just about any way uh, possible so that They know what's in there. Like I said, were they going to take a a site visit? Doubt it. Uh, Most of the people that are on the jury probably have been by the house. They know it. Have they been inside? I don't know. If you (laughs) want, if you believe the defense, everybody and their brother was in that house. Lots of parties. Hell, there were parties going on at that house even when the residents of the home weren't in there. Which is one of the reasons why a lot of people are gonna. The defense will probably argue, "Oh, that I could have had incidental contact with somebody. Everybody and their brother was in that house." I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, a lot of people like Scott. It's so obvious that the uh, the evidence was planted by the uh, prosecution. Uh, they didn't like Brian Koberger. Well, you're gonna have to prove that one to me. Because they had the DNA before they knew of who he was. They were just trying to figure out who it may be. So, um, and I'm telling you that as a defense attorney, that is the defense's biggest problem, right? I can believe, hey, maybe the guy's in college student, man. He's just out late night drive, he's a night owl, gonna go check out the scene. They're in old Moscow, it's nearby, you know, the University of Washington where he was going. Um, and he's out and about, okay, I can buy that. His problem is, is he has to be able to explain how his DNA got on that K-bar sheath and just happened to have our handy-dandy K-bar sheath here um, because the little DNA was found right there, right there on that little sheath right there. As far as we know, nobody has any records of Koberger buying a K-Bar. Like I said, I've had this from my days back in the military. Not exactly the sharpest um, knife I've ever had. It was good for like digging little holes, you know, cutting some wire. But, you know, I guess in a desperate situation, you know, but um, how did I get there? How did that get there? I mean, you can wipe it off pretty quick. If you're there, no guarantee it's actually going to get there. Got to be some sort of sweat, right? We know DNA transfers better when it's actually, you know, like you're sweating. Your gets there. Huh. Like I don't know. Maybe if you were in a struggle with somebody, maybe nervous about going into a house, possibly. Right. Or maybe it's just a complete a case of complete mistaken identity, and the real killer planted this, with Brian Koberger's um, uh, DNA just happened to be on it. If you got any real other proof of that, let me know. Um, we'll certainly explore that. But I'm a realist, ladies and gentlemen. I've said this many, many times on the show, and it plays out true. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you believe. It only matters what you can prove with legal and competent evidence. Now, I had a, somebody send me some information saying that ah, oh, this house was this was like a a drug, uh, some sort of drug revenge crime. I have no evidence of that. If somebody has some evidence of that, let me know. I don't think that is the case. But if there's something out there, let me know. I've never heard of that, but it just shows you you can say anything you want, but you got to be able to back it up. And that's, that's what it, um, it is. Lula thinks that uh, he believes that he is Bundy. Well, that's not good because Bundy wound up dead. Just remember that. Bundy wound up uh, going to the electric chair down there um, in Florida. Uh, yeah. YouTube uh, beach. Just an expected handout referring to Gypsy. Uh, his ties to criminal justice make this case so bizarre I can't can't disagree with you i mean this guy wanted to be i mean let's face it he wanted to be a cop but he couldn't be a cop for some reasons he had some psychological issues in his younger days probably prevented him to be being a police officer i always tell young people you know everybody's these days is i need to go to a psychiatrist. a No, you don't like, I mean, I get, if you got to go, you got to go. We're not giving medical advice, not anything like that, but that goes kind of in your permanent record. You know, when you have to apply for something, uh, your medical records are, Hey, you ever been to a psychiatrist, blah, blah, blah. And, um, (laughs) I remember at one point, my son, he played, he, he played golf. He's pretty good. Um, you know, did really well in state tournaments, you know, top, top, uh, two, a couple years in a row, really good. And at some point you realize that a lot of those kids in any type of sport, they all have about the same physical abilities. It comes down to what's in between the head. So somebody said, hey, you should go see the sports psychologist. They're really going to like blah, blah, you know, do great. And then he's applying to the Air Force Academy. Like, have you ever seen a psychologist or a psychiatrist, blah, blah, blah? Well, you got to be truthful. Well, yes. Then you got to submit. Why are you going there? Did you have any, you know, uh, suicidal ideations? Were you going to do it? No, no. just, Just wanted to help improve my golf game. But you had to explain all that stuff away. And in Brian Koberger's case, it could have been one of the reasons why he couldn't be an actual police officer. So, therefore, he then devoted his life to trying to see if he could catch other criminals, right, doing their database stuff. He was, you know, doing that intern job that he had. There, um, yeah. Diane, can you imagine the horrible life Gypsy had, the physical and mental abusiveness? No doubt, no doubt. Uh, maybe the doctors appreciate all the money they were making. Generally, doctors treat the symptoms and not Because anyway, they make more money that way. I mean, I can't agree. I mean, I don't know these particular doctors. I think it's kind of odd that somebody didn't say, hey, you know, we're treating. How did, how can mom, how could mom convince somebody that the child has leukemia? Aren't the doctors going to be the one to make that call? Aren't they going to have some evidence of that? Were they in on it? I mean, I don't know it's, it's bizarre to me. And this case has been a long, long time ago. Uh, so I don't remember all the facts about it. I didn't follow the stuff as closely as I, uh, do today. James Bond, he wants to be Dexter. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and, and, oh yeah, going back to the medicine, I, I can't necessarily disagree with you. Um, I'm not a big fan of, Docs, I mean, don't get me wrong, if I get someone dying, I'm going to uh, look to them, but oftentimes they don't fix the problem. They mask the problem, usually with a bunch of drugs. Um, I'm more interested in how are going to fix it, right? Like if I throw out my back, I'm not going to the medical doctor. He's going to say, oh, here's some, take some uh, pain pills and uh, we'll get some muscle relaxants and you're going to be great. No, take me to the chiropractor. Let's fix it. Something's not, It's it's like life. If life is not in alignment, it's not going to go right. Your car is out of alignment. It's going to pull to one side. It's going to go. It's not going to be right. It's going to vibrate. You got to go fix it. Same thing with your body. Same thing with your body. I'm about fixing the problem, not covering it up, not burying our head in the sands. Uh All right, Savannah, she's out and doing better for herself, and she deserves y'all on here, mad ASF. I know what that means. But haven't gotten up to a wash y'all asses. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I wish Gypsy well. I mean, seriously, let's let's hope she does well. Um, Let's hope that it never happens again. Let's hope she's a productive member of society. Maybe she has a family, a long marriage, maybe has some kids herself. Maybe, hopefully, she will be a great mother if she becomes one. I don't know if she will. I don't know what her plans are. Hopefully, she was just a law-abiding citizen and nobody ever hears from her again. Uh, The release was in Missouri. I can't remember where the uh, prison facility was off the top of my head. I don't know if I can find that really quick but she was released today. Apparently new husband there to pick her up. There you go. Um, And now she's going to be, you know, she's got to, maybe she'll have some promotions, better get permission to make all those promotions for the uh, new lifetime presentation. The docu-series, the prison confections of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Six hours of Unprecedented Access to the Most Popular Victim of Munchausen by Proxy. Premieres January 5. I'm sorry, Frank, where was she released from? Great. That means I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. Try to find it. She's released, but... Good for her. That's what we need to talk about. All right, you want to talk about some other people that are abusing some people? How about uh, Jody Hildebrandt? Right, remember her? She's the business partner of uh, Ruby Frankie. Well, she pled guilty to four counts of aggravated child abuse in Utah yesterday. And as you may recall, Hildebrandt and Frankie were arrested in late August in Utah. Um, after two of Frankie's six children were found abused and malnourished, according to uh, police reports. And uh, Frankie, the mother of six, who gave parenting advice and chronicled her family life on the now-defunct YouTube channel called Eight Passengers. Hildebrandt, the business partner, originally faced six counts of aggravated child abuse for her role in physically and emotionally abusing the two children. But under Hildebrandt's plea agreement, two of the charges were dropped, and Hildebrandt's uh, pleas of guilty to the four charges. The uh, four charges carry a maximum punishment of up to 15 years in state prison with up to a $10,000 fine. So um, there you go. The uh, plea agreement here. Uh, aggravated child abuse under the applicable Utah Code. It's a second-degree felony in Utah. One to 15 years in the State Prison. A fine in the amount of $10,000 plus a 90% sur- surcharge plus a $53 court security fee. And that's for each count. So one to 15 years. Um, uh, the first count... Second degree felony knowingly inflict upon a child RF, serious physical injury, or having the care in custody caused or permitted another to inflict serious physical injury upon said child. So RF, RF is um, the two uh, same victim in counts uh, one and three, and then in counts uh, five and uh, six, uh, child EF. Uh, is named after the victim. Um, And the factual basis for the uh, crime charged here, hold on. The defendant's actions involved the physical torture of RF. Initially, RF was forced to do physical tasks for hours and days at a time. These included wall sits, carrying boxes full of books up and down stairs and working outside. Eventually, RF was forced to go outside Uh, labor without shoes and in the summer heat he was forced to stand in the direct sunlight for several days he was forced to remain outside at all hours of the day and night for extended periods of time these actions resulted in repeated and serious sunburns and blistering and slowing skin rf was denied adequate water for several of the days he was required to remain in the summer heat and he was punished when he secretly consumed water He was denied sufficient food, and when given food, he was given very plain meals, for example, rice and chicken. And while others in the house ate regular and more flavorful meals, he was isolated from other people and denied all forms of entertainment, including books, notebooks, and electronics. In addition, after RF attempted to run away in July, his hands and feet were regularly bound, bindings included being tied to an adult and to weights. Many times, the bindings included using two sets of handcuffs, one on RF's wrists and one on his ankles. At times, with RF lying on his stomach, ropes were used to tie the two sets of handcuffs together so that his arms and lower legs were lifted off the ground. The bindings resulted in injuries to RF's wrists and ankles where the handcuffs cut through the skin and damaged muscular tissue. These injuries were treated with homeopathic remedies and covered up with duct tape then the bindings were placed on top of the duct tape count two the actions described above caused severe emotional harm to rf due to the fact that they began in may and escalated throughout the summer additionally the defendant and another adult regularly sought to indoctrinate rf and convince him that he was evil and possessed he needed to willingly be obedient to avoid punishment and that the punishments were necessary to repent. He was also told that everything that was being done to him were acts of love. Count three. The defendant's actions also caused severe emotional harm to EF, other than binding and the specific instances of abuse RF was subjected to. EF was subjected to the same treatment as her brother. She was isolated and forced to do physical tasks, remain outside and denied food and water. She was also repeatedly told she was evil and possessed. The punishments were necessary for her to be obedient and to repent, and these things were being done in order to help her. EF was convinced that she was evil and needed to go through these things in order to repent. And finally, in count four, the defendant's action caused two or more physical injuries to EF. She was forced to work outside in the heat barefoot, She was also forced to run barefoot on dirt roads for an extended period of time. EF's feet were repeatedly injured, and she was repeatedly sunburned. When examined on August 30th, these wounds were apparent by scabs, blisters, and slowing skin. Additionally, the defendant either physically forced or coerced EF to jump into a cactus multiple times. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I think that that is a factual basis sufficient To establish a felony. Okay. And the uh, Rule 11 advisement goes through all the rights she has, the rights given up. She's admitting that she's 54 years of age. She's gone through uh, 12th grade plus seven years of uh, college and graduate school. And um, she understands that uh, if she wants to withdraw her guilty plea, she must file a written motion to withdraw it prior to sentencing. And uh, that plea is held in abeyance A motion to withdraw. That plea must be made within 30 days of pleading guilty and that uh, she'll only be allowed to withdraw the guilty plea if she can show she was, the plea was not knowing and voluntarily made and uh, any challenge uh, after that sentence must be pursued under post-conviction remedies uh, under rule 35A and 65C of the Utah rules of procedure. So what that means is you plead guilty, there's no do-overs, Right. Um, and I was like good rule 11s. They, 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 they tell you and say, you have all these wonderful rights. You have a right to counsel. I remember talking about in Chris Watt's case, um, you have a right to, to counsel. You can't afford one then appoint one for you. You have a right to a jury trial. You have a right to a speedy and public trial, an unbiased jury that will give you um, the decision in the case. You have a right to confront and cross-examine witnesses. A right to compel witnesses to come testify on your behalf; they wouldn't come voluntarily. A right to testify, and the privileges against self-incrimination. And um, they're advised that uh, you have a right to trial. You have a right to testify in your own behalf. Also, know that if you choose not to testify, no one could make me testify or make me give evidence against myself. I also know that if I choose not to testify, the jury would be told that they could not hold my refusal to testify against me. And then the presumption of innocence and the burden of proof. They're advised that you have the presumption of innocence until and if the state proves that the defendant is guilty of the charges. And if they chose to fight the charges against the defendant, you need only plead not guilty and have the case set for trial. The state always has the burden of proving each element of each charge beyond a reasonable doubt. And um, the verdict must be unanimous. That each juror would have to find the defendant guilty, and obviously, if you go to trial and you are uh, found guilty, you have a right to an appeal. But when you plead guilty, you give up all of those rights. You give up the right to confrontation. There'll be no jury trial. There'll be no jurors. There'll be no witnesses to come testify because you're giving. You're not making the prosecution prove that case any further, and um, understand. Um, in this particular case, the sentence received for count one, three, five, and six, they are to be served consecutive to each other one after the other. So that one to 15 years, think about it 15, 30, 45, 60 years. Do I think she's going to get 60 years? No. but society judges people based upon um, how they uh, judge how they treat their children. And understand that uh, it's up to the judge for the final final sentencing. And that, oh yeah, by the way, you can't own firearms after that. So tough day for Miss um, Hildebrandt for sure, but her business partner, Miss Ruby Frankie, same basic plea. Parental discipline—that's a defense to child abuse. Parental discipline—you have a right to defend your child. I'm sorry, not defend. Discipline your child. But you can't abuse your child. I think that uh, rose to the level of that. Let me know what you think. Frank, did you uh, show me we had some, a caller? All right. Who do we have? Do we know?
1: Yeah. All right. Um, This is Chandler. Hi, Scott.
0: How are you? How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. Um, I just got on and saw, so I haven't got to listen to it. We'll so have to go back and listen. But um, I live in Castle Rock, and I've always said, if I ever get in trouble, you're the person I was going to call. But um, Well, thank you. And, been, and I hope you uh, never
0: meet that way as, a, as an attorney-client. Yeah,
1: I, I do, too. I do too. No, I'm a I'm a counselor for um, addicts and um, mental health patients, and um, so I work with a lot of funny stuff. And your show cracks me up every day. And I've been with you since the very beginning. And I just wanted to tell you how much I just love your show. I'm sure everybody says that, but I just. Well, I to
0: appreciate that. that. So
1: thank you for everything. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for everything, and um, hope you guys have a good rest of your day.
0: Great, thank you. You too. That was nice. <laughs> Always nice to have somebody say so you're doing a good job. Sometimes you don't always get that, right? Um, yeah. Oh, guess who guess who also is having a bad day? El Chapo. Oh yeah. Yeah, El Chapo. His appeal was denied. Guess what? So now he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. I don't does anybody feel sorry for El Chapo? I don't. They say he still controls a multi-billion dollar drug organization behind a trial. You know, he's just down the road. He's down here at the Supermax down in uh, Canyon City. It's about an hour and a half drive from Denver, maybe two, where he will spend the rest of his days indeed. His wife already got out of jail. She basically agreed to testify against him. And she was, um, got three years for, um, Basically, some money laundering and things like that. She was ridiculous showing up at a trial for him. But hey, what can you do? So, yeah, so old Goose uh, El Chapo, El Chapo Guzman is going to uh, continue his days in solitary confinement down there at the uh, Supermax. Now, I've had clients that have been in Supermax. And I'll, honestly, they say it's not too bad. The solitary confinement, you know, if you want to collect your thoughts, uh, it's plenty of time. Uh, But yeah, you are not moved out of your cell uh, for other than your one hour a day, which is completely supervised. They're watching you all the time, but they do get a nice TV. So who knows? Maybe El Chapo Guzman uh, will be um, uh, watching this, probably has it on his app. He can watch YouTube. So I guess what El Chapo needs to do is, you know, he lost in um, federal court. So it went up to the appellate courts. His next stop is, I guess, try to get a um, writ of certiorari granted to the United States Supreme Court. That is probably not going to happen. Um, I think there's only one thing left for all El Chapo Guzman to do. Start digging. Maybe, I'm sure, I mean, we don't really, we don't care if the Chinese buy uh, land next to military bases. Maybe the Bureau of Prisons doesn't care if uh, El Chapo Guzman's people buy property next to the Supermax, and they can build a tunnel. Um, You know, he's escaped twice from Mexico uh, for being able to uh, tunnel out of there. So yeah, El Chapo is having a bad day. A lot of people having bad days here, uh, I guess. But you know what? At least they get to start the new year a positive note at least the unknown is is gone right um you know ruby frankie pled guilty to child abuse of her children jody hildebrand pled guilty to abusing ruby frankie's children um yeah what can you say what can you say bad days for them but at least they now know they now know and you know this is why i don't like when you, your client comes in you know, there's press, hey, are you going to comment on this case? Nope, nope, not going to comment. Because remember, I think it was Ruby Frankie's attorney. Oh my gosh, this is a travesty of a mockery of a sham. We need uh, our client released. She's absolutely innocent of these charges. Yeah, you probably want to look at the discovery before you start making statements like that. That's why I don't talk to the press and cases like that when they call just something to think about Um, because then you have to kind of go in there you know you don't go in with righteous indignation sticking fingers in prosecutors eyes unless you absolutely know that your client is innocent you have all the uh, medical the whatever records you need the cell phone records to prove your client wasn't there and it is, in fact, a travesty of a mockery of a sham that uh, anybody would uh, be there or that your client could have done it. There's no way. It's impossible. It's a factual impossibility. But like all things, particularly when it comes to clients, trust but verify, you need to make sure that what they're telling you is the truth. And not that I'm saying that, because like I said, we have a very longstanding policy in my practice. We only represent innocent people. Okay? Okay. Only innocent people. And for those out there, yes, that was being facetious, right? We represent a lot of good people who have sometimes erred in their ways. We try to help them get back on track and let them know that this will not define them. So uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Big comment here. Let's take a look at this. Linda, going back to the gypsy issue. Sad that her mom, sad what her mom did, but she was a smart cookie after she messed around her boyfriend. She knew just what they had made a way to get rid of her mom, and she should have went to the police, but not her having sex and loving every minute. I still say yes, DCF dropped the ball. But I don't trust her at all. Get ready to see her back in the news one day. Well, thanks, Linda. I mean, and and that's the beautiful thing. I mean, mean, you have somebody, obviously, that was part of a horrific crime. She took the life of another person. Even how despicable that other person's life may have been, the things that that person may have done, in a civilized society, you have to draw the line and say, we got to make sure this doesn't happen because we can't go around having people doing this. We have lots of people that say that old gypsy is a complete victim, should never have gone to prison at all. And other people saying, yeah, she should have got life with her boyfriend, old Mr. Go to John, Nick go to John. But um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just interesting. Isn't it how people see the same facts and circumstances completely completely differently. Um, I remember the case and the reality of it is is uh, in the eyes of the law, she could have been found guilty of a much more serious offense and she got off easy. She did. And um, good for her. Good for her attorneys. Good work on that. That's right. Send lawyers, guns, and money. <laughs> And every time I play that, YouTube shuts me down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I just... Maybe... Frank, you're a musician. Could you just play it? And, and then I would... Would you have to... Yeah, right. we, do we, we just do our own little mix of uh, send lawyers, guns, and money. I mean...
2: cover?
0: Yeah. Like our cover. Like lawyer, 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 right? It's for educational purposes. Um. Oh, here you go. You, you bay for most female offenders. Once violent crime occurs, act is not repeated. Gypsy has support and will hopefully overcome her past. Well, Hey, I'll be realistic with you. One of the greatest things that will in fact make somebody succeed, whether it be on probation or release from prison and their time on parole is that they have a good support network. Like I said, so many people get out of prison. They have nowhere to go. They can't go home. There Maybe there is no home to go to. You know, they're giving their 20 bucks from the state, the clothes that they maybe had uh, when they got arrested. And they are said, good luck. See ya. Don't forget to show up to your parole officer uh, within 48 hours. Where do they go? What are you going to do? Well, they go to a homeless shelter. Maybe try to get a job. Maybe they get discouraged. Maybe they relapse. Uh, maybe the first thing they do is take a beeline to go get drugs. So many things are different, but the more support you have, and I'm not talking about people that are going to enable you and say, Oh, you did nothing wrong. No. Like, Hey, you screwed up. You paid your time. Now you got to go forward. You got to do these other requirements, whether it's on probation or parole and you need to get your act together. And if you have people that are going to, Hey, help you like, Hey man, I know you don't have a license. Let me drive you across town. Hey, you got your license. Hey, you got a job. Uh, We're going to get you insurance. You can now drive your car around, even though sometimes parole won't let you drive a car. So if you have that support group, your chances of success on probation or parole go up exponentially. And it just makes sense. If you have somebody that's going to help you out, think you, I mean, think about life. If you have somebody that's going to help you out when times get bad, you're going to get through it easier. If you've got no one sometimes it's going to be real rough real really rough so um like i said we hope gypsy does well i'll say it again she got a smoking good deal she's lucky that she got the deal she got um yeah, yeah youtube is damn picky and you know this would probably get me censored too but youtube is not about free speech okay and i don't know maybe we'll have to add to our little repertoire of places we have to go Um, because, you know, if we mention that guy named Jeff and I say, oh, this air freshener didn't hang itself, right? That's okay. But if I say his name in its entirety, we would get banned. We would get banned. They finally let us say Ghislaine. Oh, and that's the other thing coming out at the first of the year the client list. The client list of 150 names, first of the year. Are you getting excited? I can hardly wait. I've seen some unofficial lists on X, but I have refrained because they did not come from the court and I do not want to slander somebody until I get it officially from the court where they say these are the people whose names appeared in the little client book. Just saying, you know, as a lawyer, we got to be able to protect ourselves, right? So when it comes out from the court, yes, we will bring that to you. Probably bring you the whole 150 names uh, because it's truthful. Apparently, it was on the list from the court. So I think we have a good protection there. And of course, you know, unless, of course, it's like, I don't know, like one of the top five richest guys in the world, you know, <laughs> just saying, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Savannah, yeah, I guess there's a little people go wrong. Yeah, I mean, everyone's entitled to an opinion. It's a beautiful thing about free speech. I'm a free speech advocate, ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand why people are so upset about somebody having an opinion that does not agree with them. I mean, I'm getting older. I have a liberal arts degree. And I remember when you went to school, you know, even law school was like the Socratic method. And so, you know, they would engage in that thought process of what do you believe? All right, well, why do you believe that? Did it have a good foundation to it? Was it logical? Were you going to be able to, you know, if tested, actually increase your uh, ability to defend your position? Or was it going to crumble? And it's usually people that know that their logic will fail and crumble when it's presented with facts and logic. Usually the first ones to call everybody else, you know, Terrible names, and how dare you, and you've offended me, and things like that. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have a right to not be offended, right? We try to be respectful of everybody here. Sometimes, you know, like, hey, here's the facts. My opinion is this. I mean, I remember early on, it used to bug me. Not anymore. Okay, fine. Don't agree with me. Tell me why I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. Let's engage in a little intellectual honesty here as it relates to the position Maybe I need to change my opinion about something. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a fact I didn't know about. But some people are so passionate about their particular position that they completely abandon the notion that maybe they could, in fact, be wrong. Right? I mean, I, I just don't get that. Um, Let's see here. Someone says, Nora says, I got a YouTube-sponsored ad that was pornographic. Definitely rated X, and I reported it. But you can't say the name of a criminal? The censorship on YouTube is ridiculous. Yes, we cannot say the name of a criminal. Suspected criminal. I guess he is presumed innocent since he, in fact, died. That guy named Jeff. We used to have to hold up cards when we would mention his name. Yeah. Remember that our old school? We'd have to hold up this guy's name, and she was with him. And uh, yeah, it's 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 very very odd. And you know, people are always like, "Oh, it's fascism, fascism!" Oh my gosh, people don't they they throw it around because uh, they don't understand what the definition is. Fascists were people whereby the business owners completely got in bed with the government and did whatever the government told them to do, right? Back in World War II, the fascists, Mussolini, Hitler, the government would say, hey, you know, we're gonna let you keep your pot-making factory, but you're gonna make all your pots and sell them to here, and you're gonna put out this propaganda for us. That's fascism. I always hear these people talking about fascism. Oh, they're fascist. They don't even know what the definition is i'm just appalled at the dumbing down of not only america but the world these days uh you would think the internet would make people smarter but a lot of times it has made them a lot dumber um because nobody reads anything anymore just, and they don't read opposing views either hey Cramtalk, talk how's it going it's going great man going great um there's a Scottish football team that is offended by everything, shamed by nothing. <laughs> I like that. Uh, YouTube needs a better AI system. Could not agree more. Um, we have been doing YouTube, I think, for like five years now. Um, we've had issues. We've had stuff canceled, blocked. You know how many times I've ever spoken to a real person at YouTube? Zero. Zero. Because they don't care. They don't care. They don't. They're absolutely terrible. And when I get to do those little surveys, I tell them, your customer service sucks. Uh, you can never get a hold of anybody's. <laughs> Veronica. I remember Scott holding the cards. Yeah, we had little pops. Jeff. Jeff. Elaine. Jeff, maybe we'll have to hold up sticks for all the uh, client lists. Maybe we could like, you know, um, place your raids of the people and let the people at home decide. Uh, I love that. You don't have a right to not be offended. It's so true. It's so true. Squat and pee. (laughs) That's her handle. Um, You don't. That's what the first amendment is pretty right. Think about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, and people don't get, they don't think about this because, you know, it goes back to the constitution. The first 10 amendments limitations put on government doesn't apply to public sector sector. You can get canceled. You can get fired from your job for saying something you're not supposed to say. Right. If Frank jumped in front of the microphone and started spouting a bunch of stuff that I didn't agree with, I could say, hey, Frank, you're fired. He has no free speech, right? Right? When he's working for uh, uh, Crime Talk, none whatsoever. It's what the government can't do. The government can't limit your speech. And as there's a case pending out there right now, I think it started in Missouri, where the judge put an injunction against YouTube and Facebook and basically said, you can't do what the government wants you to do. You can't block these people. You can't block this particular message. Now, an appellate court said, well, you can still do that for national security reasons. But the point is the government can't have the private sector do what they can't do themselves. That's kind of like fascism, ladies and gentlemen. It's fascism. The government can't restrict your speech. Now, like you can't make true threats. That's not protected under free speech. But private organizations can fire you for making inappropriate comments that they don't like. You know, a lot of athletes you see have mor- morality clauses. They do something bad and they pff, kick them out, right? You see uh, stars saying state, stating stuff and their agents are like, I quit. I'm not going to be associated with you. And that's the beautiful thing about free speech. I want to know what people think. I want them to be able to explain what's going on in their little world. And like I said, they're crazy. I've used the example before. If somebody comes to me and they're like, yeah, it seems like a real logical, rational person. But then they start telling me about how maybe they're a member of the Flat Earth Society. Um, I start thinking their judgment. Really? You you really believe that, huh? Well, I don't think we're going to be a right fit. If you're that gullible that you think that the earth is flat, right? Like, I I just don't need, I, I don't have to associate with you. I can be completely dismissive of your opinions. I can even call you an idiot. I can't threaten to beat somebody up. But that's what it's for. The government certainly can't do that. The government can't pass laws restricting, right? It's called free speech. What that means is you don't go to jail <laughs> for doing what you're doing. Right? Because that's what the king used to do. He didn't like what you did, what you said. He would go throw you in jail, king, dictator, whatever you, you want. We don't like what you're saying. We're gonna we're gonna prosecute you. We're gonna throw you in jail. All those first Ten Amendments under the um, United States Constitution affectionately known knows the Bill of Rights, the rights of the people, right? The things it says the government can't do. Right? Even like Second Amendment, it's not you know, can't infringe my right to bear arms, right? They can't infringe on your right to possess the firearm. That's it. It's that simple. It's a big deal. The Third Amendment, I always think is great. Not a big issue today, but it's still there, right? They can't quarter horses, you know, troops and horses and things like that at your house. Why? Because during the Revolutionary War, what would the king do? He'd come in and say, I'm going to take away your guns. You can't criticize me. And by the way, you're now responsible to feed my troops. It was a big deal. It was number three. You thought that was pretty important? Of course it was. You go down the list. Unreasonable search and seizure. Right to remain silent. Due process of law. We're not going to take your life, liberty, or your property without giving you due process. Hey, I want to be able to call witnesses. Hey, I want to have an attorney. And then they're like, hey, anything else not specifically mentioned here reserved to the states because we don't trust the federal government. But most people don't get that nobody reads the constitution anymore so yeah you don't have a right to not be offended just remember that ladies and gentlemen uh, can I say I don't trust the G <laughs> yeah that's probably good because an algorithm probably doesn't know what that means Uh um, exactly it's ridiculous words like um various abuse yes these words if you use them we used to have a list of banned words that we now we kind of say ah oh, what the heck uh but we used to be like oh, don't say that don't say that thing that expels projectiles you know uh we it, it, it got it got crazy we were just trying to figure it out now we're like all right go for it go for it um but, yeah, you can say anything else. And, you know, every now and then we say something, usually in our dumb criminal of the day. Uh, but every now and then it gets a little too uh, graphic. And they're like, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like, we're talking about violence. It's called true crime. This is on the evening news. Well, a lot of times it isn't. Hey, Crime Talk, love your stuff. Hey, we love you. So what? Is it Zawaski? Zawaki? Zawaki? I like it. Zawaki? Probably mispronounced it. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. You all want to call me.
2: Uh,
0: freedom of speech, ladies and gentlemen. Freedom of speech. Can't threaten people. Can't threaten people. Um, so the G is free. Well, I'm so glad that the G is free. Yes. She, I hope she lives a happy life. I wish her well. I wish her well. All right. Um, let's move along. We did that. It was a couple of things. Um, obviously, we talked about old El Chapo today. Uh, can you, poor, poor El Chapo, right? My gosh. What is he going to do? Supermax. I had a guy that spent like 12 years at Supermax. 12 years. Can you imagine that? Um, so, we always do our dumb criminal of the day. Today should be no different. But put this in the you can't make this up file. Is um, a North Carolina man got beat up for guess what? Burping. Police say that Noe Perez was waiting for an order that he placed Wednesday evening at a meat market. And um, when Mr. Perez left the business with a female companion, uh, the suspect was outside with three other uh, Hispanic males. The suspects then punched Mr. Perez in the face and kicked him in the hand. The uh, assaulters and his associates then got in a car and left the scene. Uh, Mr. Uh, Perez suffered um, a contusion over his uh, left eye and uh, declined medical assistance. The uh, three suspects remain at large for the misdemeanor assault. Now, color me suspicious of Mr. Perez here. I mean, burping? What'd you do like? burping somebody's face or something, maybe that would get you punched in the nose. You know, maybe breaking wind that could get you punched in the nose. Uh, But to beat you up, I think there was something a little more to this story. We're going to have to maybe follow up on this one. This just doesn't make sense to me. So the people to beat up Mr. Perez, you're our dumb criminal of the day. Tentatively, we may change. We may change it because of the fact that, um, I just find something, I think there's more to this story than uh, what uh, meets the eye. Belching. Really? I mean, I, I want independent sources here. I mean, the report. The victim went to the meat market, waiting in order, and uh, while he was waiting for the order, he burped, and it upset the suspect. When the victim exited the store, Listed the witness suspect outside with three other male suspects. The suspect punched him in the victim in the face with a closed fist and kicked him in the hand. Left hand to be exact. They got a vehicle on their left on the South Main Street. Contusion of the left eye. That's it. That's it. I think there's a little something more of that. Just a belch? Belch? I don't know. I don't know. Third degree belching? But it was, a, it was a food market, a meat market. Um, I had a classmate. See, you can't make this stuff up. Carrie said, I had a classmate who was arrested on campus and booked into jail for burping. The classmate sued the school for an undisclosed amount of money. They should. They should. Um, uh, okay, let's see. Another gypsy comment. She didn't do it for the money and fame. She tried to tell doctors or friends that she was normal. Dee, Dee would lock her in a shed and cut off all her communications with the world. She was selfish. I, I agree it was abuse. I don't deny that. I think that's why she got the deal she did. She, people were sympathetic to it. But you just can't do it. Right? All right. Um, and then other people say, hey, she lied at the start. Et cetera. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I hope you enjoyed our live program that we uh, did. Just went over the two hour mark. That went by fast, didn't it? Sure seems like it. I don't know. Let me know what you th- let me know what you are thinking. Do you do you like the uh, live format better than some of the scripted format? Taking calls. Um, should we do live every day? Maybe a couple days a week. Let me know. The new year's coming. See, we don't always have it right. We're open to suggestions and uh, we'll do it. Um, We'll do what you want to do. After all, we work for you, right? Got to make you happy. Got to make the customer happy. Let me know. All right. uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us. I appreciate that. Hopefully you enjoyed what we talked about. I appreciate everyone that called in, everybody that commented and everybody that, that watched. So remember... Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment. Hit that bell so you get notifications of when we go live or put up new content. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Constitution matters. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time.